When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Sylvester Stallone is releasing a special director's cut of Rocky IV in movie theaters tomorrow for one day only. I spoke with Rocky's nemesis Dolph Lundgren in 2015 during the release of Creed. Oh, hey. Nice talking to you. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Um, now, I know, I mean, there's a ton of stuff we can talk about, obviously, but um, I want definitely want to start with War Pigs it's coming out on Blu-ray DVD. Um, tell me a little bit about working with Chuck Liddell and Mickey Rourke and such a, you know, big-name cast like that. Well, you know, first of all, uh, War Pigs is a World War II picture, and I love World War II. I'm a big fan, you know, big buff of World War II, so that was great. Um, Mickey Rourke, I know him. Well, I, I used to know him back in the 80s, then I worked with him on Expendables, so that was fun. Chuck Liddell, of course, is a great fighter, uh, so I look up to him for all he's accomplished, and so it's, it's great to work with those two guys. Um, you guys are this unit known as the War Pigs that are going behind uh, enemy lines with, with the Nazis, right? Give us, give us a little rundown of who your character is and what the plot is. Yeah, okay, I play this French Foreign Legion officer who is assigned to this small American unit of GIs. They're going to go behind enemy lines and look for this cannon, this this kind of super weapon that Hitler's creating. To uh, He's going to try to fire at the invasion beaches in, at Paris, and uh, we have to find it and destroy it. And uh, I'm the guy who's responsible for training these kids how to fight, how to fight the Nazis. Awesome, yeah. Well... <laughs> If you know your 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 dad or your brother or whatever likes uh, you know war action movies, maybe a nice stocking stuffer. So there you go. I agree. Yeah, it's a fun movie. World War Two is always great, and I think what's cool about this picture is it shows you how in those days you know you didn't have satellite imagery and all this, and these kids. Sometimes people just throw them together and train for a couple of weeks, and they have to do some really incredible stuff. You know, they pulled it off a lot of them. I think that's what's incredible about World War Two. It was a different different times, you know. Definitely. What do you think got you so into World War II? I mean, um, I know that you, you were you know you were born in Sweden, but do you think uh, was it something you've always been fascinated by growing up? You, you know, I think what it was was my dad was an officer, he was uh. an army officer, and he used to lay there in bed and read about you know different battles, and I think he he wrote articles about it as well. Um, he was kind of an expert and. Um, I think as a kid, uh, you know, also, you know, it was, it was, yeah, I grew up in the 60s, so, you know, World War II wasn't that far away. I mean, right. now you look back at it, but the, in those days, it was 20, 20 years ago, say, 1965, 1945, right? So that would be like going back to 1995 right now, yeah. which didn't seem that long ago. So, obviously, it was kind of in the air more in, in Europe, I'm sure here as well. Um and um, then I just um, kept it up, and I've just always been fascinated by it. 
and what it was like and what a huge conflict it was and how it changed the world we live in. Did you have a, a certain part of World War II that, that you enjoyed? Was there a certain battle or a certain front? Were you more of a European front guy? Obviously, you probably the you said it was in the air more, but I'm sure it was even on the ground. I'm sure there was still rubble in a lot of places, too. Yeah, I think there was, you know, but I think, you know, I'm fascinated by all of it. I mean, my my specialties that I really like, favorites, would be I like the the nuclear, um, the development of the atom, atom bomb. Yeah. You know? I like that and the Pacific and how, how it kind of influenced that conflict. I really like... Uh, the European conflict, of course, and especially the Normandy invasion and Stalingrad and the Eastern Front is really interesting because the scale of the battles on the Eastern Front is quite interesting as well. Um, then there's another interesting thing also, uh, fascinating how the Norwegian, um, you know, uh, saboteurs who went in there by parachute and <clears throat> blew up Hitler's heavy water plant in Norway. Yeah. which could have gotten him the atom bomb, you know, before the Allies, or at least there was a certain chance of that. It was pretty much, it was incredible that those things happen in real life. It's it's fascinating that you, you're so into the, the idea of the, you know, the, the atom bomb, and because a lot of that, you know, sets up the, the nuclear buildup of the Cold War, which, did you have any idea that, you know, a role that you were in, like Rocky IV, would deal with sort of, be, become one of the iconic Cold War movies in a bizarre way? A boxing movie became one of the most, uh, you know, important movies in, in trying to break down that Cold War. Yeah, um, well, of course, being a kid and being in it, you didn't really, I didn't really understand that. Uh, I, I did understand a little more when it came out, because obviously it's, this Cold War was still going on, and people were asking me questions about politics. And you remember I went to Berlin, for instance, for, for the release in Germany, mm -hmm. and they took pictures of me jogging by the Berlin Wall, you know, and, they, <laughs> and you could see these young East, East German guards up in the towers kind of looking down at me going, who is that guy, you know, and <laughs> the whole thing was kind of bizarre, because here I was playing a Soviet fighter, but on the western side. And obviously, you know, if you try to cross in those days, you were shot dead. That was it. And so it was kind of, and you could see over, I remember you were in some kind of some observation spot, and you could see uh, Goering's old air ministry from the Second World War. Wow. Because the Russians hadn't torn it down. It was there, and it had like, had like holes in it from the grenades and bullets that hit it, you know, when they're yeah. in the fighting. And that was kind of eerie, you know. Yeah, definitely. I would think so. Um, have you uh, is it is it uh, have you seen the the new uh, Rocky movie yet, Creed? Yeah, I went to the premiere actually a couple of weeks ago, and uh, it was really good. Yeah, it did, it did a great job. The director is this young guy, young African American guy, did a great job, and you know the lead actor is good. Stallone is very good in it. He plays you know he plays an old Rocky, and he really kind of plays his age or well he's actually fitter than the guy he placed in the movie but yeah, anyway right. i was it was a pleasure seeing it and i was especially happy because they never showed how apollo how the father apollo creed was killed right because i was a bit nervous about that you know how he died <laughs> i'm the one who did it it was at the hands of of your uh, your character ivan drago yeah heavy hands of ivan drago yes could you give us a i must break you really quick yes i must break you <laughs> 
And if he, I was going to do, if he dies, he dies to my neighbor when I was sitting there, you know, in the seat. But I thought, no, I should do that. <laughs> Is it a, you know, I, yeah, that's hilarious. No, I, yeah, I saw it too, and I, I enjoyed it a lot. It, it, you know, it called back to the old stuff, uh, you know, a good bit. But at the same time, it was, it really ch- sort of charted its own path, similar similar to uh, the character Adonis in the movie. The movie itself wanted to, you know, not over rely on the past. It kind of charted its own path. I liked it. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. Agree. You know, you got to take a little credit. Without without Ivan Drago, there wouldn't be Creed. I mean, you 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 started this whole. <laughs> the character wouldn't exist as a fatherless uh, figure. That whole storyline would not be there if not for your character. So, how does it feel? Yeah, Paula would be around. He'd be like a <laughs> drunk or something. You know, <laughs> who knows? And Ivan Drago would be in uh, Siberia and slaving away in the mines for losing the fight. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> well, if Ivan Drago, um, what would he say to a Creed, uh, if he actually got to talk to him, and, and you know, a- after what would he say to him? <laughs> I must break you. <laughs> Sorry, kid, you're very weak for a young kid. <laughs> no, you would die. <laughs> now it's your turn. <laughs> would, would Ivan Drago come out of retirement to face Adonis Creed? I mean, because he might, Adonis yeah, might yeah, need he, to. He would. <laughs> He come out of a tribe in alcoholism <laughs> <He's> in Russia. <laughs> if that, I mean, obviously, obviously that's all speculation. But if that ever did come about, and you know, if they made Creed sequels, is that something you'd be interested in? I mean, in a way, it would be the ultimate Ad- Adonis. You know, it'd be a good storyline. He's got to avenge his father's death. You know. <laughs> yeah, he looks up this old drunk in Russia and like, <laughs> shoots him in the back of the head, caps him with a nine. No, I think he. Um, <laughs> I think that uh, I, I I like to see you know even Drago you know I think he should rest in peace back in the 80s he, that's where he belongs and that's why I think that if he's never seen again <laughs> I think it makes it more powerful when you do see him on film <laughs> you you'd be fine with that if he just fades up. <laughs> Awesome. Well, um, we know you're busy. You got to make the rounds, so we'll we'll let you run. But we really appreciate you taking the time and especially telling Adonis if he dies, he dies. That was hilarious. <laughs> okay, man. Well, nice talking to you, and hopefully we'll talk soon. Wouldn't you know it? Three years later, Lundgren did decide to return as Ivan Drago in Creed Two. I spoke with Florian Big Nasty Montaneo, who played Drago's son, as well as Creed Two director Stephen Capel Jr. Stephen Capel Jr. director of Creed. And? Florian Big Nasty Montiano, you know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I was telling you guys before we, we were chatting a little before we started rolling, but I really enjoyed it. And uh, I mean, man, um, we interviewed, when Creed came out, we interviewed um, Dolph Lundgren over the phone. And I remember being, I, I was already, the seeds for this were already, you know, all of us were already thinking that, you know. Yeah. We, and I was like, what, what would you tell Adonis, you know? He'd say, I must break you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so, so I just loved when it actually came about. Um, how did you, before we get to any of that stuff, when did you first encounter Rocky? And did you have a favorite of, of all of that series growing up? Yeah, I encountered Rocky when I was a kid, um, most like many others probably. Um, but uh, when I was born, though, Rocky Five was about to like come out. I think that was the latest. Um, but the first, Tommy Gun, <laughs> it was Tommy Gun, Tommy Gun. And so I saw uh, Rocky Five probably first, then Rocky Four, and then uh, 
I didn't see Rocky one until I was a bit older, probably like eight years old, and that, that was my favorite one. Yeah. Um, it's it the best is. one, I think. It is, but or even as a kid, kid, yeah, so I watched it as a kid, so as a kid, you're like, oh, this is motivating, like, I'm amped up for this one. Um, and then, as an adult, you watch it, and you're like, oh, this is very artistic, it's different. Yeah. He was doing something during his time, Sly's a genius, like, all that stuff starts to go through your head. Um, so I'm always a fan of the franchise growing up, and so when Creed came about, nothing but excitement man just to see a spinoff but on top of that you know a character that you like apollo creed has a yeah. son mike yeah. b's of course mike b so you love mike b on the on screen so yeah it's just a great duel great package yeah i'm kind of with you i feel like i feel like uh you know when you're young it's it's rocky four it's the montages it's the you know it's the you know him versus the russian um but um then when you you know when you get a little bit older and you're like damn like yeah this one best picture like this is yeah. the there's, there's a lot going on in this mm-hmm. movie it's a great love story too, but um, but anyway, um, so but with this one, how do you decide as a as a director, you know, what you're gonna what you're gonna leave in in terms of callbacks to certain things? You know, we hear some of the music in the final fight. We get the "I Must Break You" kind of in the subtitles mm-hmm. and in the translations. And what do you decide? Like, you know, let's not go there. Let's not have hearts on fire come in. You know, <laughs> let's not have living in America. You know, like how do you, how do you kind of have a couple, but but still make it? You know, no, that was a difficult challenge. You know. Um, that that was how do you fulfill people's expectations um and so when you kind of rewind it and then you go back to you, you yourself or myself as a director what would i want to see on screen uh what would be too much what i liked about the old rockies what i didn't probably like about the old rockies um and then when you go from that kind of foundation you then start to plant the seeds of like all right here goes some callbacks i would definitely love to hear from the drago son um or honestly <laughs> after i picked up the project people would see me in the street or i remember my neighbor finding out i was directing a film knocked on my door and was like <laughs> he's like drago better do this or that or this. and i was like wow people have the expectation i listened as well you know to see what fans wanted i think sly did too when he wrote the draft he knew what fans wanted and so we try to give them as much as possible while still staying grounded while still pulling the heart strings and everything like that and like you just said it just now the love story aspect the family aspect those are important that's what make a, a rocky film and creed film in like work once you got that then you sprinkle in like the oh we're gonna have you know jada smith icon come out with the light show or yeah. dragos come out with the fireworks and you just sprinkle it just enough but without losing the soul if that makes any sense exactly and for your character sir i mean what i loved about it it wasn't it wasn't like a, so many other movies. It, it's just like a cookie cutter villain, and they, you know, exactly. they have the big fight. Exactly. What I love about it is you and and you know Dom's character Ivan Drago. Um, there's you get your own father son thing. There's a lot of complexity, so that you you almost get the even the almost like the first Rocky. You get like the moral victory. You went the distance and overcame something, even though you lost. Like yeah. we're almost rooting for you to get up at the end yeah. too. I mean, we still want Jordan to win, but you know what I mean. Like we're still rooting. That to just talk about how it was important that even the quote unquote villain of the movie, the antagonist, had an actual story we could dive in. Well, it's definitely important. I think, you know, this is a new generation, so you don't have this typical villain anymore. Like, Ivan was simply the killing machine that he is, and no emotions. So uh, it's definitely changed a lot, and you can see that also in Black Panther, right, where you, in the end you can feel for the villain, understand why he's doing certain things. Ironically, and, the same actor. <laughs> yeah. Jordan. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, right? No, Killmonger, yeah. Yeah, Killmonger. exactly. Yeah, but, yeah. And we wanted to create that scenario, and Stephen told me right away when we started working that, you know, he wanted to create a scenario 
where in the end of the day you don't know who to cheer for and I think we delivered that I agree. What was it like just working with Dolph? I mean, at playing as your father. Um, and I just love also that you wove in uh, your character's mother leaving. Just talk about working with, with Dolph and mining that father-son thing. Well, Dolph, Dolph is great, you know. Um, he's one of the most humble and most grounded people um, that I got to know. And he initiated it like he really wanted to create a father-son bond. Um, we had a lot of, you know, Russian classes together. He initiated of working out together, having dinner together, really create this bond so that we are authentic on screen. And he made, he made it very easy for me to work, you know, because I'm the new guy mm -hmm. and um, I didn't really know what to expect. And the whole cast, not only Dolph, but the whole cast together with Steven, and the uh, and the other great actors, they made it so easy for me to 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 fit into this whole project, and it was simply great. Now, what if, in terms of well, both you and and Michael B. Jordan, um, in terms of training wise for the fights, yeah. how much actual training did they? I think, I think uh, for us, an animation he'll talk about the actual experience, yeah. but just me witnessing it and pushing them, obviously, I mean, there were definitely times where he got mad at me. Um, we're all <laughs> family, though. Like a desert, like in a movie? <laughs> no, no, for every every hit they, they received in a movie, I said, I'll take one. So uh -huh. even if it's by accident, um, uh, he got hit more, actually, than Mike. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, we had a, a short window, and so these guys had to train like three times out of the day. They would do choreography. They would actually train and work out and do more choreography. And then this guy within, you know, uh, the Russian coach exactly. everything in one day before we actually filmed yep. and then while we were filming we just kept learning choreography it's you've seen the movie there's a lot of fighting in it you yes. know what I mean we have to fight you know multiple times and so <laughs> when doing so they have to learn all those punches each one to make sure they don't kill the other guy or knock yeah. out the other guy yeah. but yet still swing as if you're about to swing and hit a real person yeah. so it took a, a enormous amount of control and for me I didn't gather how much of a toll it was on these guys and, and you know watch them during choreography because they walk through it very slow but when you're in the ring and they're at it i get caught up in like all oh, the adrenaline let's right. go do another take and i'm like wait damn these dudes are tired taxing you know yeah. they're, it's taxing on their body and yet you know they're actually doing a full round right. and throwing these punches and acting yep. on top of that and here I am, I like, freezing, take man. three, let's do it again. You know, <laughs> not thinking, like, oh, man, like, these dudes exhausted. I have to move on or get another angle. Um, but, yeah, sorry, for your experience, I know it was tough, and there was moments where you got injured. And oh, Yeah, definitely. I mean, like you said, uh, like you said before, we were really swinging hard, right, with fully extension, like, you you could really tell, and I, I think you you have seen that. Did you actually catch him a couple times? He catch oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sure, absolutely. Can, can you not? We look at me some. Well. <laughs> Make a face. Mike will be like, "What's up?" It's cool. for the art, man. <laughs> but you know, I was, I was trying, and that was also his instructions that you know every every swing that I that I punch uh, should be with high intensity, right? So there's not really a um, a slowdown or something. Every punch should count. That was the the instruction from Stephen, and. That's why we try to keep the intensity always like 100%. By saying that, having an intensity that's always on the top level, yes. 
it's it's really freaking exhausting. And he's so. a brawler too. So like yeah. the different fight styles played in this movie as well. You know what I mean? So Mike is very all technique, you know, um, speed as we said in the first fight, and then he's a brawler. So it's like it's non-top, it's non-stop haymakers, big punches. Like he's trying to end this dude, you know. And so that technique is again taxing. And then Mike's using his speed trying to move. That is taxing. So it's yeah. like the different styles in which they had to keep that mindset for the different fights they had and Mike switching it up throughout you know on the second time around like he's like switched up his style he has to become yeah. a little brawler so it took them you know things to learn obviously but um we got there man and it, it, it we yeah. finished <laughs> finally awesome well I know they're giving me the go home so just in closing oh. I know in closing that ding ding right mm -hmm. cut me Mick so um in, in sort of in closing I'm just Big picture it for me, the, just the legacy and what Stallone has created here. The fact that it's, it's. I mean, we had the first, I guess, six was kind of its own thing. And now Creed's like entering another era, I feel like. I mean, I, I would assume Michael will come back for at least, at least I can see a trilogy, maybe even more. But I think now we got a daughter. I think there's a whole like third wave coming, you know, like Million Dollar Baby style. I think... <laughs> I thought she was gonna be named Adrian. What is it, Amora? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was rooting for Adrian, but uh, um, but anyway. I the a though, we gave you the A. We gave you the A. <laughs> but just Very subtle in hits. in general, do you think and you think that could happen with it's a, a and B just but and just big picture too on the macro level, like the fact that Stone created this in his mind and wrote it like by hand in one weekend in 1976, and now he's still at it and still on screen. And he still continues that same passion. So I think it has to come from that first. I think if Mike still has the passion and Tessa still have the passion, which I think they will. Um, and there's a genuine, honest story to tell for Creed three and Creed four, whatever it can go to. Amar one. Amar Drago two. But no, I feel like, enough. and this was that 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 film that we wanted to like say, hey, this is Creed, this is Rocky, yeah. this is the Drago. So it felt more like an ensemble piece because everyone had a full arc, and you can go places with those. So we leave it up to the the filmmakers, the passion behind the MGM to see where they want to so, go with it. But and Stallone's just as passionate in it, all as he was all this. This is his baby. This is career him, role. He found this guy. And when I met him, you know, obviously it's intimidating. You're like, I'm about to meet Sly Rambo. It's about to be crazy. He, he's going to be mean. He's going to look me in the eye, and I'm going to be looking down. Like, how's it going to be? And he was like, dude, we're making Creed. Da, da, da. He was super excited. He was like, I have something to show you. Like, it was a gift. And he opened the door to his office, walked in, popped on his computer. It's funny watching Sly on a computer. <laughs> it shows me a YouTube clip, and he's typing in his name. Like, hey, Florian, yo, look at this. <laughs> Florian Big. No, exactly. <laughs> Florian Big Nasty. <laughs> and I was like, what? And then it, it pops up, and this dude is, like, training real hard and working out, and that's how he spotted this guy. And so all kudos to Sly because he kept that passion alive. He did not yeah. just hire anybody. You know, it was like the Internet was booming with possible um, prospects of who can play Drago, yeah. and he was avoiding all that and focusing on the right guy um yeah. so he found him I, he introduced me to him we flew him out and then his chemistry matched with mike's he got the job awesome. he did his thing no yeah man yeah but slide keeps it all the way man he's, yep. he's a real he's a real artist to be honest when he finally takes that final bow i mean people are going to look back and just look at what rocky and just this franchise alone man yeah. god mm -hmm. it's it's pretty incredible so thank you for doing it justice i appreciate it appreciate it thank you for having us Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.
I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.